The following episode of Yankee Chatter has been split into two separate episodes, part one and part two. Part one starts now. Hi, I'm Bradder. I am Santino Big Tuna. And I'm Greg. Welcome to Yankee Chat, a New York Yankees sportscast dedicated to everything New York Yankees and Major League Baseball. Here we are. We're live. Hello. Okay. And welcome. Yeah, we're back for the first time since uh, who knows when. Uh, actually, I, I think we last recorded an episode or went live. The Yankees were still playing. I don't think they were eliminated from the postseason yet. And we won't even talk about that. I don't think we should because <laughs> it was pretty pretty painful to watch. I forgot about nice that whole I didn't even, I forgot we even recorded then. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I think we did like two episodes during that season. It was unfortunate. I wish we did a little bit more, but, you know, it happens. Uh, but for those of you who are unfamiliar, we are Yankee Chatter, uh, part of the Bigger and Bradder Sports Network. Um, my name is Greg Andriano. Uh, you can find me at GregAndriano05 on the Twitterverse. And uh, these are my buddies up north, Brad and Tino. Yep, I'm Brad at Bradder Chatter one Try to point to my name here uh yep up north trying to stay warm inside no point snow yet training so that the uh you know just seeing the green grass on tv makes you feel a little bit warmer so <laughs> can't wait for those days i know sure because it's supposed to snow all week oh see i don't i don't envy you guys at all yeah I'm looking at i'm looking at oh it's probably gonna rain but i'm looking at green grass so um looking at a whole bunch of white up here yeah it's exciting. We're having this episode because this week pitchers and catchers start to report to spring training for all major league baseball teams. Uh, and so in this episode, uh, we're going to start out by talking about kind of round out about how uh, major league baseball as a whole is, is jumping into the season uh, where some big free agent signings ended up and, um, and just an overall discussion about where Major League Baseball is headed with the rules that they've decided on for this season and, and so forth. Then we'll jump into some Yankees conversation and uh, and go from there. So uh, I think we should all start off by talking about the big free agent signing of this offseason. The number one free agent coming into the offseason was uh, Cy Young winner Trevor Bauer. And he toyed with everybody's emotions this whole entire offseason and then he finally released a YouTube video, um, which had feeling similar feelings of LeBron's the decision, or at least I think he was trying to do that. And he announced his um, he announced his destination. He ended up signing with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Let's talk about that for a little bit. And while you guys talk about that, I'm going to share the link um, so people can join the stream. So, oh, cool. All right. Yeah. So I was kind of predicting LA all along, but I was thinking the angels. Um, I didn't think the Dodgers would even really feel the need to go spend all that money on Bauer. But in the end, it really just came down to the Dodgers and Mets. I mean, I think Bauer toyed with everyone's emotions so much that it really turned people off actually. And he did make it about himself a lot, but he has the right to do that. He's a different kind of guy. Um, kind of, I think he's kind of feeling a little too big in the britches, if you will, over having one good season. <laughs> I guess we're doing, are we doing his highlights right now, or? <laughs> no, 
I'm I'm sorry. I'm sharing the link and it's got a mind of its own. <laughs> Keep going. Sorry, I don't know. It sounds like it made us more official anyway. But uh, so no, so they went. I didn't realize that the Angels. Well, after, after uh, as of right now, they still have Mickey Calloway on the on their team, and he doesn't get along with Calloway's pitching coach. So that wasn't going to work, and they came down the Mets and Dodgers. I picked the Dodgers too. You know, he's Bauer from LA. It's they have a championship team. It's nice and warm all year. I mean, it's a no-brainer for me. So uh, we'll see how he does out there. I mean, I'm sure he's going to do just fine with that lineup behind him. But uh, they have a championship team. It's nice and warm all year. I mean, it's a no-brainer. Actually, it's nice so, to see my, the team implode a little bit with him in there. <laughs> see, I like I love to see the locker room. That what happens in there with uh, with Bauer's attitude, but took him a long time. To, took him a long time to make the decision too. I mean, it just it seemed like everyone knew where he was going to go. It was just like he was kind of making it about himself, like you were saying. Isn't he part? Isn't he part of uh, Barstool? No. I thought he does like a podcast for them. He, he does, but it's it's his own thing. It's his own thing. Okay. He has his own YouTube channel. Yeah, and he's he's around everywhere. Even on MLB Network, he has his own his hour called Bauer Hour, and yeah, he likes to be out there. On the I social. didn't realize he was the prized possession of this, you know, because I didn't hear much about him until he finally started to figure out what teams he was going to go to. You know, I don't know why the Mets were even did, could the Mets afford him? I mean, obviously they could. But could they really afford him or no? Oh, yeah. They, I think they oh, offer yeah. either just as much or more. Yeah. I don't know. Just him going to the Mets probably wasn't the – I don't think anyone really thought he was going to go there. Well, uh, the whole entire Mets fan base thought he was going there. Yeah, well, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. But And even Bob Nightingale. Even, uh, I yeah. think, like right before he announced faster, he Bobby. signing. <laughs> go ahead. I don't know if I want him. I said, Bobby Boy, he uh, released the news a little too fast there and yeah. had backfired on him. I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like a guy like that coming onto a championship team just doesn't – I don't know. You know, obviously the Dodgers are loaded, but, you know, adding him makes them better on paper. But he could be a distraction. So He's not really the Dodger kind of guy right now, which is why That's I'm what really I'm saying. The Dodgers are kind of uh, – Low talking, like soft spoken, just good baseball team, and uh, now you're gonna start bringing in guys with reputations like Bauer, and uh, I don't know, it might it might disrupt the chemistry a little bit, but then again, it might not. Baseball is not one of those teams that you really necessarily need chemistry because everyone it's more of an individual sport than the others. Yeah. Um, Bauer's been criticized in the past for being a really bad teammate, and he's kind of tried to spin that around. Recently, Cincinnati players said he's a really good teammate. So, how many teams has he been what on? What's that? Uh, how many teams three. has he been on? Three. Wow. Three. He yeah, was drafted by the the um, Diamondbacks. Okay. The Diamondbacks traded him to Cleveland, and then Cleveland traded him to Cincinnati. Because I remember and Cleveland. Now, so now four. Yeah. No. I just just yeah, I wonder how he's gonna. Because obviously him and Kershaw, I mean, Kershaw's still really good, you know, and uh, I wonder how that's going to work out. Like, who's going to be – obviously, Kershaw will probably be the number one or no. Well, they have a lot of number ones. They have Walker yeah. Bueller on the team, too, who's probably one of the best pitchers in the entire league. So yeah. and now they have David Price coming back. I don't know what he has left in him, but he used to be a number one kind of guy. That's quite the that's quite the rotation. Yeah, Justin May is a young guy, but he's supposed to be like an ace. So I mean, <laughs> it can go on and on and on. 
Yeah. yeah. They're, they're an incredibly, annoyingly deep team. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah. So I got the links shared. Hopefully, Imagine uh, John Madden is still coaching that team. I think it's well, – most people thought, too, when they when they traded for bets and then gave him that huge extension, I don't think many people thought they were going to spend on Barrett, too, because this puts them way over the luxury tax. I think they're at 250 or 260 now, so they're going to get penalized. They just, signed, they just re-signed Justin Turner. Him, too, yeah. yeah. To a, a two-year, $34 million deal. So that's another $17 million on the books for this year. Wow. So not only are they going to get taxed really heavily, but now their first-round draft pick next year is going to automatically get dropped 10 spots. Um, not that they really care. They're just – somehow Dodgers is loaded and loaded with all this talent. Yeah. Their scouting department must be amazing. But, yeah. um, but it has to. They're just giving away money to luxury tax at this point. Yeah. Must be nice. But, you know, they, they are willing to do what it takes to win. They feel like they have a good team, a good base – to, to build off of, to go from, since they just won the World Series last year, um, why not make a run and, and put together a dynasty? They'll but deal with the, the cost later. They stay somewhat healthy. They should. It should be very easy for them to go back at least to the World Series. Do you think? Uh, do you think that they need to win the World Series again to kind of validate last year? Since last year was just that really weird sixty-game schedule. I don't. I don't no, think so. You think that because I remember you were one of the first ones, Greg, to say that it's not really a World Series to you. They don't play the full schedule, so yeah. And I think that was before they came out with the expanded playoffs, and the the playoffs itself was a was a task just to get through. So the teams that made the playoffs were really good, and and it was exciting to watch, and it was nice to see for one year. But I think the conditions in in which they played in and and the uh, length of the playoffs, I think it's, it's. I think it's a legitimate World Series championship. I mean, they were going to go there anyway. So. You know, you got to yeah. give them that. Mm-hmm. That and you know them, you know, obviously that's that's a weird situation to go through. If you can keep your team together through all of that, you deserve a little bit of uh, recommendation, a little bit of uh, praise for that. Being able to keep your team together. Through everything, you know, because the same thing with, uh, you know, with hockey with the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's like, you know, they're not going to take that Stanley Cup away from them. You know, they got the, they made it through everything and, you know, played. Because at the end of the season, they still didn't, they didn't play at their home arena. They didn't play at their home field. Who's no, that? They played in, they played yeah, in they Texas. Played in Randa, yeah, so it's just. I know it, that in the beginning of everything, people were saying that, it, you know, it should be an asterisk and all that. But if you really look at it, to put a championship team together in the elements that there was, it was actually a little bit extra, you know, because it's kind of like you guys actually did something a little bit better than what most teams can do. You know, to get the team together, not being at home, away from their families. Seems like you deserve a little bit more, a little bit more praise for that. And I mean, look at look at um, you know they, they were the favorites to come in. It was the, I believe that they were projected to go into the World Series against the Yankees. And mm-hmm. look at what happened to the Yankees. The Yankees were unable to stay healthy all year, and they had a rough stretch, kind of in the middle of the season, and uh, and it hurt them. And they they didn't win the division. They they didn't 
beat the Rays, unfortunately. And and they didn't live up to their expectations. The Dodgers, they did. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. So. How about the year, though, for just kind of off, te- off uh, topic here, for a year for L.A. and Tampa Bay? I mean, Tampa right. Bay between the Lightning and the Rays and the Buccaneers now. And then yeah. in L.A., you had the Dodgers and the Lakers winning. It's like a tale of the two coasts in 2020. Yep, pretty much, yeah. That's that's good for Tampa Bay because they are a small market city, so it's nice to see some of them, some of their teams have success. Could care less about the Rays. But they're doing some championship parades. (laughs) Yeah, I still don't like them very much, but, um, you know, they're doing something right. They're, They're able to win without spending a lot of money which is a lot more than you can say for some of these other small market teams that are are just thrown in the towel before the season even starts like the pirates and the and the royals and the and the tigers you know some of these teams they just they're rebuilding and and they're not trying to put a good product out on the field and that's upsetting I mean I think we need to have an episode in its own just about organizations and how they approach the seasons mm-hmm. every year because it's, it's borderline embarrassing what some cities do. And then you got the cities like mm-hmm. that we've been talking right now that are actually trying and mm-hmm. uh, it's just unfortunate, but I guess that's one of their episodes. So yeah. the second yeah. uh, biggest free agent everyone was talking about was probably what Real Muto. Real Muto was at the top. Yes. Yep. And a lot of people thought that, well, the Mets. So before we get into Real Muto, let's talk a little bit about the Mets. The Mets have a new owner this year and he's a bil- multi-billionaire, Steve Cohen. And he and the expectation was to him for him to come in and spend tons and tons of money to make the Mets be better than the Yankees. That's that's seems like the Mets' goal every year is to have bragging rights over the Yankees. Well, and he also and you he hear from Mets fans all, all the time, which is cool that, and which is great, which is fantastic for the organization. So a lot of the expectations were that from Mets fans that I was seeing on Twitter is that they the Mets were going to come in and they were going to spend all this money and take all the top free agents and, and be the toast of the town and, and take, take the, take the championship away from uh, LA and, and, you know, get Bauer and Real Muto. And I can't remember off the top of my head who the other big free agent was Springer. Yeah. All these guys were linked to the Mets and then they ultimately didn't sign any of them. Real Muto went back to Philly, which I I didn't even try to agree with, but they kind of focused in on, on James McCann instead right away. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's well, just an average catcher. Go ahead. I think McCann's an average catcher. I wouldn't even call that a big splash of a signing, but he got so mm-hmm. much money because of how bad that position is really in the, in the major mm-hmm. leagues right now. Yeah. Catcher is very thin. Uh, he's he's an average, slightly above average catcher. He's not the same caliber as Real Muto for sure, but it'll be a nice little signing. But the other big splash the Mets made was on the trade market when they traded for – Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco. A lot of a lot of people thought that the Yankees were going to try and make a move for Lindor. Um, I was personally hoping that they would. Not nothing against Glaber, but it, you know they, he just makes the Yankees a better team regardless of where he plays. But that didn't happen. So he ended up with the Mets. Uh, the Mets traded away Ahmed Rosario and a couple other people. Um, but that that trade instantly made the Mets better. Yeah, and somehow they didn't even have to trade. I think any of their top. It's like top ten prospects didn't even get moved in the in the deal. Yeah, no, just a big deal. Which was insane that Cleveland let a guy like Endor go uh, for that. I want to say small price, but for that price. But uh, 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I personally was hoping, you know, everyone was knew something that was saying Yankees were going to grab Lindor, and a lot of the big shots on MLB radio thought Lindor was ultimately going to be a Yankee, but uh, as for right now, it didn't happen. I would have personally, like you said, nothing against Glaber, but, I mean, Lindor is a he's – a, he's a proven – is he a switch hitter, right? He is a switch hitter. Yeah, so a proven switch hitting shortstop that's great defense. It, those don't come around too much, so uh, no, no. it's upsetting. But you know that was their that was the Mets' big thing. You know they 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 got Lindor, and you know they seem pretty happy. That that's that's a lot of teams winner a whole winner right there was getting a guy Lindor. So they didn't get the guys exactly. that they all the guys they wanted, but I think they're happy with the team they're going to put out there next year. Do you think? Do you think yeah. that? And then on top of that, they got Carlos Carrasco, who is who's a pretty good pitcher. Nobody really talks about either. Yeah. Do you think yeah. that? Also, too, with the Bauer situation and maybe something else, because didn't the Mets GM get fired? Uh yeah. After like, about a week. <laughs> yeah. No, that's yeah, what I'm saying. He got fired for doing Met stuff, I guess. You know, for the sexual harassment or whatever. But I mean, right there, that could be something too. Where it's like, you know, bringing in yeah, somebody. I mean, Steve Cohen got kind of thrown into into the limelight too uh, when there, the whole thing happened on Wall Street there with uh, uh, Robin, Robin Hood. Yeah. So everyone's saying Steve Cohen just belongs in jail now, and that didn't really that, that went away pretty quickly. But yeah, he definitely had a very interesting few months as a Mets owner. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. And the, the guy they hired, I mean, the GM they had, he was young, too. He was really young. And the he's stuff young, that he yeah. was the stuff that he yeah. was doing, I mean, <laughs> it just shows, if you ever want to be famous or you want to be in any of those kind of, you know, where you're in the spotlight, you can't do shit in your life bad. Because they'll find well, it. They'll find it. That's why I will never be famous. In a day. That's the reason why, right there. That's the big reason why. I'll never, never, you know. He's got to keep a little profile or he's going to be in jail for getting famous. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I think he texted um, the, he, he texted that female reporter, I think they said 56 times, something like that, without a response. The stuff he was saying to her. Insane, insane. Weird stuff. Like it was like, dude. Like that's not how you pick up a girl. But yeah, but whatever. I'll never understand any of that. I mean, yeah, I, I understand, especially when you're in a place of position of power and and people know who you are. I mean, yeah. you shouldn't be doing that in general. But come on, it's like ten times you're under a magnifying glass, and and I just I could never. Dude, that's the thing is the power gets anyway. to some of these people's heads, you know, yes. but. I just think that it's funny that the Mets, you know, they get a new owner, everyone's feeling good, and then the GM gets fired after like a week. And that's such a Mets thing to happen. The Mets, Mets being the Mets. Mets yep. being the Mets. They're right. good at that. They're good at being the Mets. Yeah. Uh, Mets gonna Mets. But um, so, anyways, aside from all the controversy um, with with the Mets, um, they definitely have made the NL East a stronger division. Now the, the nationals and, and the Braves are, are all are both really good. The Nats made some moves. They signed Kyle Schwarber um, and John Lester. And I, I can't remember a couple other pickups they had, 
So they're yeah, they've, gonna, had a, they're, they've had a good winner too. Yep. Uh, and the Marlins are up and coming. I think the most the most difficult division to decide a winner will be the Mets. I mean the Mets, the NL East. Yeah, last year doing it. Although last I mean, year, go ahead. Last year, uh, you know, with uh, some of Washington's injuries, they got off to that bad start and could never really finish. And then Philly, Philly had a terrible bullpen last year too, and that really showed up big time. So that was, and then the Mets were the Mets, so that really uh, helped um, clear up that division. I don't think this year is going to be that easy because. Philadelphia added bullpen help. Mets got a lot better, and the Nationals are going to get um, uh, Strasburg back, and then mm-hmm. and they signed some good players. So it's kind of mm-hmm. stinks as a Yankee fan because we play the NL East again this year, and <laughs> there's no easy games in there at all. No, none. I mean, the only thing you're going to get a, a breather from is maybe the, the Marlins if they regress, but – I, I hope for the Marlins' sake they, they don't. I really uh, hope not either. The division that's going to be a disaster this year is going to be the NL Central. I was just going to say the Central, yeah. yeah. And and they always seem to be the weakest division every year, regardless of how good they have. They may have one good team in there, but um, I don't know. It's just that's where all the, the weakest teams are. That's where all the, you got the Pirates in there. You got the the Reds who just sold or are selling off. And, and now um, I, I think the Cubs are trying to get rid of a bunch of people. So, I mean, they traded away you Darvish and, um, and then the, the team that's only, only team that's making moves out of there is the, is the Cardinals, which they made a huge, huge splash this year, picking up, uh, um, picking up Nolan Arenado from the, from the Colorado Rockies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, that's the division move. that has the most teams that don't spend money. And that's what happens. That's why the yeah. division's terrible every year. Even before Arenado. Before, before Arenado happened, the Cardinals weren't doing anything either. So yep. it's just a race. It's basically like it felt to me like almost like they all sat around a poker table one day. And they're like, you know what? I, we don't really feel like doing anything this winter. We know you guys don't either. So let's all just sit around and do nothing. And then within the last couple of weeks – We'll all just take turns picking up the scraps on the free agency market, and that's what they did. Mm-hmm. They got to fill out their roster somehow, right? Yeah, it's basically just been what this last week or two that teams in that division started signing players, and then the Cardinals made mm-hmm. that big trade. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's going to be the forgotten division, especially with how good the NL West is now. So, yeah, um, it's, it's it's, I would say it's disappointing that a team like the Reds can finally get to a position where they're competing and they're in the playoffs, and now they just sell the whole team off again after one season. That was, that was really disappointing. It was. It was. Because you, you want to look back and, and, and hope that you're going to have another resurgence and have a, the second coming of the big red machine, and that they had it. They had it. They had all the ingredients, and they they stumbled in the playoffs, and then that was it. Yeah, they gave up. They had the yeah. pitching. All they had to do was add some bats because they couldn't score a run in the playoffs. That's why they lost. But instead of yeah. adding, they just subtracted big time. So it's 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 just amazing. Yeah, I actually really feel bad mm-hmm. for the fans. Mm-hmm. Well, Cincinnati. Yeah, the, only other team that prob- the only other team that probably will give the, the Cardinals a run for their money will probably be the Brewers. I mean, yeah. 
they picked, up, along, they picked up Colton Wong. They, they had some, some young players. They have Yelich probably going to have a bounce back season this year. So they're there. I don't think – I think the Cardinals will, will take the division uh, probably, but – but the I Brewers think are probably yeah. the competition for second place will be between the, the Brewers and the Cubs. I was going to say the Cubs are going to be what second tier kind of team this year. Nothing, nothing too good, nothing too bad. Well, who did the Cubs just sign? It was somebody pretty decent, right? Um, Jock Peterson. Peterson, okay, I thought it was somebody else too, but either way, um, maybe they picked up someone else. But the Cubs, I, it depends I on how long they. Get because they're gonna they're gonna trade Chris Bryant eventually, but yeah, is it at the trade deadline or is it before a season? We don't know. So the Cubs, to me, it depends on how long they keep the players for. Yeah, I don't know who they have pitcher for them this year. Well, they Hendricks. got rid of yeah Hendricks, who's been the talk of trade. Talk of yeah, because Darvish is gone, Lester's Darvish gone. Is gone, San Diego. Uh. Uh, Jose Quintana's gone. Yeah, they got rid of Lester, right? Lester went to uh, Lester's on the Nationals now. The Nationals so yeah, they, now. they really don't have a rotation unless they, you know, make some moves. Right. So I don't know. Who's so, like you said, Greg, I, I you got to go Cardinals Brewers right now, and the Brewers haven't done much of anything either. No, the Brewers picked up um, Colton Wong. Yep. And they have, they have Yelich. Like I said, I think he's going to have a nice bounce back season this year. They lost Braun. They Apparently, didn't, they, they made a bunch retired. of offers for Justin Turner. What's that? Didn't Ryan Braun retire? Did he? I don't think he's playing this year. I forgot he was uh, even on the team. I remember how good he was for a while, and then all of a sudden he kind of fell off. Who's that, Tino? Uh, Braun, there, you're saying. I remember how oh, good Ryan he Braun? was. Ryan Braun? And then. Disappeared. Well, he was really yeah, he good. Did. Then he got in trouble for steroids. Yeah. And then he fell off. And then he's had a quietly last few years been pretty good, but no but really now, seriously right. anymore. Now you're saying he's done. He's you don't think he's coming back this year. Well, he's he's a free agent. He declined his twenty twenty one option. Uh he's been a brewer his whole career. Yeah. Just reading this now. He says he's not interested in playing. Yeah, he said he already he's not playing he's not playing this year. Yeah. Hmm. But so that's a big loss for the lineup that they didn't really. That is a big loss for them. He won a MVP. He did. What's that? I think that was while he was taking steroids. Yeah, yeah, but he did win. I was about to say, I think he did yeah, win yeah. an MVP at one point. Yeah. Yep. Like me and Brad were talking about a couple weeks ago, it's like they almost need to make a separate wing and talk about all these guys that were great, but it was in chemically enhanced, you know. Yeah, because they're guys that are generational that you just people need to know about them going forward. They need to be in some part of the history of the MLB, and it should be you know. But that's a whole other well, conversation that can go on for hours. He he was he won the MVP in 2011. He finished second in 2012, and um, rookie of the year in 2007. But then, like after that, Nothing. I think 2013 he had a decent. Well, he got hurt. It looks like. I think after that is when the steroid allegations came out, and he just yeah. was never the same. So. Well, yeah, because the big thing that's hit with him is 
He adamantly denied it. And yep. then mm -hmm. got a guy fired because they, they did find out that the guy who took his sample didn't seal it properly. Yep. So the pilot test got thrown out, and that guy lost his job. I guess I think it's documented. He lost a big part of his life because people got hate mail sent to him and everything. And then, and then Ryan Braun tested positive again. So it was still positive in the first hand, but I got thrown out because they found some little technicality. So that's yeah. why I hate Braun because he just didn't care about throwing people under the bus and he was lying the whole time. Yeah. So, yeah. His, about numbers, his numbers were silly. His The first half of his, his career, ridiculous. I mean, he had one, two, three, four, five, six straight years of over 100 RBIs. That's ridiculous. Um, hitting over 300 every year. That's that's insane. Yeah. And so, great. and then after that, it was never the same. So, but you know, that's that's just the problem with with steroids in Major League Baseball is that it, there is a difference between when players are taking them and when they're not, and you can you can visibly see the difference in the numbers. And he couldn't stay healthy after that. So. Yeah. That too. Well, that's what steroids do. They break you down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, mm -hmm. let's. Let's get past the steroid talk. Let's head over to the, the West and talk about what these Padres are doing, huh? Man, you think the Dodgers are going to be good? So are the Padres. They are. They were making moves all offseason and impressive moves too. I mean, they traded for for Blake Snell from uh, from Tampa. Tampa they yeah. they got Hugh Darvish from the Cubs. Who else did they get? They just signed Mark Melanson. Yep. Um, they already have Machado. They already have Machado. Yeah, I went there. I'm like, why? Is, why would you go to San Diego? It's nothing's ever gonna happen for you out there. I was just gonna say the same thing. Like, yeah, that's why. Machado signed. Yeah, like, what was, what was the point? But I guess they, when they signed him, they took that signing seriously, and they're they they're building around him. Tatis is now one of the the top players of baseball. Clearly, one of the faces of the game. He's yeah. gonna be on the cover of this year's MLB The Show. So, you know, he's popular. And then they got Joe Musgrove from the Pirates. Musgrove um, they took, yep. So they basically got one. Yet, but, you know, he could come back. Kirby Yates, I think, left. Right, Kirby Yates went to the Blue Jays. Yes. Yep. But like I, I, said, so I, heard that, I heard that the uh, with Chris Bryant, like San Diego was one of the teams that was linked to him for the trading. Like, cause that'd be if they, of course, they ended up acquiring Chris Bryant. That'd be pretty. Uh, that make them even better. They had Chris Bryant. I'm saying that that when they were talking about how they were the Cubs were going to trade him, a lot of people were saying that San Diego was like one of the front runners to get him. When when was that? Oh, it was probably about two or three weeks ago. And they were like, they that the Cubs were going to get rid of Chris Bryant at some point. It was on, I was listening to the radio going somewhere, and they were saying the Padres were the favorites to get them and all that stuff. But you know, they make shit up. Yeah, it's probably just to yeah, make. I, I keep, I keep seeing that he's linked to the Mets. Chris Bryant, Cubs to the Cubs and Mets. Have you been seeing that, yeah. Brad? Uh the Mets big time with Bryant. Yeah, especially now they didn't get a lot of the free agents that they wanted. Which would be a pretty crazy left side of the infield, but I mean Bryant hasn't been that great the last couple of years either. Yeah. No, he's good solid defensively. He's just lost it a little bit with the bat, but I think he's been hurt as well. So it's 
taking him a little time to get past these injuries and he'll probably have a nice bounce back season or at least a solid season this year, I think. If he so, has a good first Padres half. Got, I'm sorry, Padres also got Zach Davies in that U Darvish trade. Oh, that's a good one. They signed your profile. They're just loaded. And they already had Chris Paddock, who was supposed to be like their future ace. So he's going to be like fifth in that rotation now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're they're pretty stacked. They're, between that and their, their lineup, they're going to give the Dodgers a nice run for their money. Definitely. Um, Which is good. Definitely. Well, the Dodgers won the division, what, seven years in a row now? I think so. Six out of the West was the probably the Giants when they so were. It's going to turn into quite the rivalry that it already yeah. is. It probably already is a big rivalry, but since both teams so, are getting pretty good. So yeah, the Padres big time, and then, then you know, look at the AL. So I feel like we've been talking mostly about the NL teams. We have uh, been, but we can talk about the AL. AL, I mean, the Blue Jays are. Pretty much in on every free agent, it seemed like. But uh, <laughs> the problem with them was no one knows where you're going to be playing. I mean, yeah, you're yeah. Right, as right now, you're going to be splitting your games between what, Florida and Buffalo? And yeah. no one wants to do that. No. Uh, so I think that's why they lost out on some of the free agents. George Springer signed there, but I think he thought that Brantley was going to come with them, and Brantley ended up going back to Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, I. Took a lot of pleasure in seeing the Blue Jays keep striking out with, with players, but uh, yeah, uh, they gave so much, so many issues last year. It's I'm yeah. glad to see that they're not they're not getting what they thought they were going to get. But that's you know Yankee fan. So so who's the big pitcher that they got? That the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays got. I don't know. Why I can't think of it, but I'm like, all right, they already have Ryu. Now they have this guy. I, I can't remember who it was. They picked, yeah, they picked up somebody else. Pick up. You would think that we prepare for these things for these shows, but we yeah, don't. we're kind of just like winging it right now. <laughs> it's our fault. It's we're rusty. It's the first episode back. Yeah, gotta shake off the rust. They got David Phelps. Not that he was the big free no. agent signing. Uh, Francisco Liriano. Eh, he's not even making the team. No, probably not. Marcus Semyon, that's that's the big name. Simeon, yeah, they grabbed it for a shortstop. Simeon and Springer were the big bats. Even Mats is who they got from the Mets. Mats. I could have sworn they got another good pitcher. Um, I'm looking for it. George Springer. This is embarrassing. I'm hoping it's – I could be wrong. I hope I am. Because the Yankees really hit well against uh, Ryu. So I'm never worried mm-hmm. about him. Like Pearson in the rotation is the next big thing. But who knows how good yeah, He throws hard, but who knows if he has the command. They picked up Tyler Chatwood. They got Kirby Yates for the bullpen. And even Springer. Like, Springer's a really good player. I actually He's one of the few Astros that hit mind. But he's not a guy that I'm like, Changes your game plan. Like he's not a guy that I'm gonna be scared about now. That as I'm not that a Yankee fan. So no, that doesn't really just about What made him dangerous was what was around him. I mean, when the when the he's Astros were, there. he is. And when the Astros were, when everyone thought they weren't cheating or didn't know they were cheating, 
you know, you had Altuve, Bregman, Correa, and Springer, and Brantley. You know, that's a solid top five in your lineup. You know, it, it's hard to pitch around one of them and then pitch to the next guy. So right. I think he benefited from having good support around him. I don't know if that's going to be as much the case here in Toronto. Maybe because you got Bo Bichette and um, uh, Vladdy Jr., I'm and excited to see Oscar. Yeah, um, and I guess Vladdy lost like 30 pounds. And yeah, yeah he's back because he was too fat to play 30. He's basically like like uh, the, the the panda man there. <laughs> I remember him. Uh, Greg, the picture I was I was thinking about was Stephen Mets. They traded the yeah the yeah match from the Mets. Yeah, it was hot and cold. So the Mets mm-hmm. were in on he a lot of very inconsistent last year. The Mets were in on Rio Muto. They were in on Springer, who they ended up getting. And they were trying to lure LeMahieu away from the Yankees. Uh, so they were in on a few guys that would have made that team really scary. But uh, I think now, I mean, they're definitely better than last year. But uh, I think the players that they missed out on is more important than anything. So I, I don't think they're going to take that next step now. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Because if, if the Yankees do what they did last year as far as performance and – are injured half the year, which a lot of people are worried is going to happen because you sign, they signed Corey Kluber, they traded for Jamison Tylon, and um, two guys who have been injury prone over the last two years, who if they're healthy are fantastic additions. But if they're not, now you got now you're piecing together a rotation, uh, which is why a lot of people wanted the Yankees to make some trades for Kyle Hendricks or you Darvish or or uh, some of these other big names that were available via the trade market. Um, and they just didn't because uh, they're they're trying to get under the tax threshold. They're trying to um, reset that so they can probably make some moves next year. I'm not sure who's a free free agent next year, but uh, there's a lot of short A lot of Trevor stories. Yeah, Trevor Story is a free agent. Which, Corey Seager he, from the Dodgers is a free agent. Yep, uh, must say. Yeah. The Lindor Lindor okay. didn't get an extension, right? Or did he? Not yet. Not yet, I don't think. I mean, so you gotta he'll, like he'll, be able to resign him. Mm-hmm. If he like, if he likes playing there, I'm sure he'll extend. But he probably won't extend till after the season. Right. As far as pitchers, though, yeah, I don't know what pitchers are out there. Um, I don't really think the Yankees are gonna be in the market for many things other than maybe relief pitchers and pitch. It's always pitching with the Yankees, but they should be pretty set oh. everywhere else. They should be. You, you would hope. Is I think they still have a lot of people under team control, and and there's going to be uh, Gary Gary Sanchez is going to be a big question mark. If he can bounce back, if not, then you know the Yankees are going to have a big hole at, behind the plate because you can't rely on Kyle Higashioka. I don't think. So uh, the other team that I think the other team that made some splashes in the American League were the White Sox, right? I think they made. I know they're gonna have a good team. Yes. But I think as far as transactions wise, they they made a bunch this offseason. They made some they made some moves very like the Padres. They made some moves very early on in the offseason. And yeah. I think they are the favorites in my mind to win the NL or AL Central. Uh twins are still a good team, but uh, after the moves the White Sox made and the, the way they looked last year, I think if the White Sox had a full season, they win that division. 
Yeah, and the rotation's even better this year now. That's the downside to the shortened season. If you only get a 60, 60 game sample size, some of these teams may take a while to get to get going. If you play a full 162 game season, so I think the division whoever won the division last year, I think that very different for some of these divisions. I mean, I, I don't. I think the the Rays were playing so well for sixty games. I don't know if they could it up for the whole season. I don't think they end up division by the end of the year. They they were just winning and winning and winning and winning, which is great. But can you keep for a whole season? I, I don't know. And then the Yankees, you knew they were going to at some point. So I don't know. But that's the downside to the. But then then that's that's the a sprint. You guys, you can get through, get into the playoffs, and then that's where you test your metal. But um. Yeah, because the way the race the pitch, side. the way the race pitch is a lot of it's mostly it's a lot of bullpen, obviously, and I don't know if they follow that same game plan if it's 162 games because those arms are going to get really burnt out in the bullpen. So you're right, mm-hmm. full season. I feel like the Yankees after they got healthy would have done their typical thing where they they start off good, they go through a lull with injuries, and they come back and finish strong. So it could have been different. Mm-hmm. So you were talking about the available pitchers that are out there yeah. right now. The best uh, one there's the best one they're saying right now is Demarja. I meant I meant for next year. Oh, for next year. I thought you were talking about this year. This year. Wow. Like Porcello still available this year. David right. Robinson. Yeah. David David Robertson just threw for teams the other day. Yeah. Um because he's coming off commentary. Porcello. Samarja. Samarja, yeah. uh, I was I'm a little surprised by. He's usually always on a team. Uh he's not been very good for a while now. Yeah, he's been he's, pretty bad. He's he been bad. For a yeah. I just remember yeah. the last deal he uh, got with uh San Francisco was a pretty decent deal. That's why I thought he was on the upside. But <laughs> must be going trending downward. Well, he, he so White Sox signed um, White Sox signed uh, Dallas Keuchel, uh, Gio Gonzalez. I don't know if he has anything left. Edwin Edwin Encarnacion, uh, Nomar Mazara got traded to Chicago from Texas. Hendricks. So uh, are you are you looking at last year's? I think that's last year's signings, Brad. Yes, I did. Sox. No, that was this year. <laughs> That was all December 2000. Yeah, that was December 2019. So, uh, yeah, a couple years back. You're, but, you're, uh, you're <laughs> either way, they tried, they, they got better, okay? Sport line embarrassing, but hey, White Sox, they, they, I know that. They got, they got Liam Hendricks, who is probably arguably the best yeah. closer on the market. They got uh, Lance Lynn, who's one of the top starting pitchers on the market. They okay. got Adam Eaton. They picked up Adam Eaton. Um, Adam Eaton's back. Yeah. Yeah, he played with the White Sox a few years ago, and then went to DC, and now he's back. And then they have all those all those young players. They got Tim Anderson, Yo Moncada, uh, Luis Robert, um, Robert, Eloy, Herme- Eloy Jimenez, Jose Abreu, who won the MVP. I mean, they're yep. they're loaded. And then they got pitching. They got Giolito. They got um, Lance Lynn now. Uh, Michael Kopech, I think, should be healthy this year. Uh, Dallas Keuchel. Yep. So 
they're going to be a tough team. Like I said, yeah. the Twins are good. But after that, who who else you got? The the Cleveland Indians, they, they are not the same anymore. They got rid of Clevenger. They got rid of uh, – they just have Shane Bieber and uh, Jose Ramirez. That's, that's, that's it. Everyone else is – I mean, that's not going to put you over the top. Yeah, I mean, and then the Royals. Always, and the, yeah, the, Cleveland always seems to have that young, those young pitchers that just keep coming up and are just awesome. But mm-hmm. it's only each so far. If Jose Ramirez goes into a slump, that's it. You don't have anybody else. <laughs> which he is, which he is prone to do. He can. He has. He's known for having incredible hot streaks, and he's known for being in incredible slumps. Yeah. So you don't yeah. know what you're going to get. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll turn it on when he needs to. But you can't just rely on that. You have Carlos Santana, who's who's been around for what seems like forever. But then who else do you have, offensively speaking, if you're the Indians? Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you. I, I, I couldn't tell you either. Josh Naylor? No. No. But then the, then you got the Tigers and the Royals, and they're Dang. they're not going to do much. Yeah. I don't know. The, the central, both yeah. central divisions are, are very weak in my mind. Well, I will say the Royals have a good group, but they're just, they just have Benintendi. I don't know how bad Tenny's going to be, but uh, I think they're, gonna be, they're like the Marlins. Like, they're going to be better than people think, but they're still not going to be out Twins or the well, White Sox. I think what they have going for them, Brad, is that that division's so weak that yeah. you play you play 19 games against your division and you're a mediocre team. You're going to win probably more than you lose. And when you have uh, 19 games against the, the Tigers, you know, that's going to work in your favor. And so I, I think they'll probably finish around third in that division. It's going to be between them and Cleveland for third place, I think. Yep. But then you got the like the AL East and the and the and, and the AL West. And, the you know, the West is, is always seems to be pretty solid between the Astros, A's, and, and the Angels are going to make some noise if they're all – if they stay healthy. But, oh, the, but the Mar- Rangers aren't, aren't going to do much. Sorry, guys. You mentioned Carlos Santana. I'm like, I don't think he plays for Rangers anymore. He looked up. He's he's on the Royals now. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. okay. I'm like, I don't think he's there anymore. So that's, that's even right. one less player we very, know. Very early in in the off season. Yeah, I remember that. So that's one less like, player. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then I saw that. I was like, why would he sign there? <laughs> this isn't Machado. Right? He's nowhere near Pound Machado. Royals are that bad. They just don't have any pitching. So. No, they don't. They don't. It's like all the pitching in the major leagues right now are just hoarded by Dodgers, Padres, and White Sox, I guess. <laughs> but then, but then you look at the AL East, and we could talk about this briefly. Then I'd like to kind of get into some of the rules that are are going to be. Uh, in place this year and what we can expect from from this this season. Uh, but the AL East, you know, obviously the Yankees are going to be the favorite. They always seem to be. That's no no doubt about that. A's have lost a, a couple of players this year. They might not be the same team they were last year. And, again, if they just caught lightning in a bottle last year and they're going to be forced to play a full season. You're gonna get 162 games out of the Rays. I don't know if they have what it takes to win the division, especially when you got the Blue Jays, which are a much better team, and the Yankees, who are already the favorites. And then the Orioles are, yeah, they're probably the worst team in the division, but they're they're getting better. They're rebuilding. They're young, 
and they always gave the Yankees problems. And the Red Sox are going to get Chris Sale back this year, and and uh, they're not going to be as bad as most people think. But I think the bottom two teams are going to be the Orioles and the Red Sox, yeah. not necessarily in that order. Without a doubt, it'll be two worst teams. Um, the, the Rays are interesting because I think the Rays, we always just give the benefit of the doubt because they always seem to make whatever the roster they have, they just make it work. But I, yeah. I don't know who's the rotation right now. Everyone talks about the Yankee rotation being terrible. No one talks about how bad Houston's are or Tampa Bay's is. Well, let's see. The Rays, the Rays they traded away Snell, but they have um, – and they lost Charlie Martin. He went to the right. Braves. But they have, they still have Tyler Glass now, and they just yeah. signed two, two starting pitchers. They signed Colin McHugh and Rich Hill. Which are what? Average at best? Rich, Rich Hill will give you, will give you five. Colin McHugh, he's hit or miss. But I remember Colin McHugh always giving the Yankees problems. So the Rays always seem to, to find these guys that, give the, that always give the Yankees problems. Yeah. And that's their big competition for the division. So it's funny. But, um, at the- so we kind of went through all the we went through all the teams and the big pickups and and whatnot. Um, but a lot of the big conversation leading into this season was what are the rules going to be? Because we're still going through COVID. Um, are we going to start on time? You know, will will there be fans? Whatever. Some cities are allowing it. Some cities are not. Um, but the big rule, the big thought was as because next year's the the new collective bargaining agreement, and they're going to go into negotiations for that. Which some people think that there's going to be a work stoppage. I wouldn't be surprised if there was. But um, is getting expanded playoffs, which seems to be something that Major League Baseball really wants, not necessarily the players and 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 the fans. The universal DH, and then the extra inning rules that they talked about that they had last year, which was starting with a runner on second. And um, was there something else? Uh, I think that was it. No, I mean, they're doing the the three batter rule they're sticking with. Yeah, uh, which, I, you know what, after a while, I didn't even notice it last year. No, I think uh, people still hate it. I mean, uh, Joe Girardi's been on record saying it's the worst, <laughs> worst rule in all of sports. But <laughs> No, I, I can think of worse things. Um, but a lot of the big conversation leading up to maybe a week or so ago when they were finally finalizing these rules was, will they do the universal DH? And they ultimately ended up not doing the universal DH, which I guess the agreement was, is well, MLB will give you the universal DH if the players and teams and owners agree to expand the playoffs. That's, yeah, that's well, what I read. They, they just had like a, a- a standalone rule project, a uh, rule proposal for Universal DH. Both sides want it, so it would pass mm-hmm. in seconds. But it's just like politics, where they're going to take that and they're going to use that as leverage. So baseball said, "We'll give you guys Universal DH, but that means we're also going to start the season a month late, and it's going to be 154 games, and we're going to have expanded playoffs." And mm-hmm. players said, "No, we don't want those other things. We only want the DH." Uh, so that got shot down right away, and the players' union didn't even send a proposal back. So here we are. We're going to start on time, but we're not going to have a universal DH. And I'm not really sure what's going on with the playoffs. Do you know what's going on with the playoffs? No, no expanded playoffs. It's going to be just regular. So just one wild card? Uh, two, 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 two wild card Yep. So 
Uh, we're just gonna go back to 2019 baseball now. So mm-hmm. pretty much. I'm a little and I don't care about that. I, I don't I could have gone either way with the expanded playoffs. I could see why it benefits the league. I don't need to have extra teams in the playoffs, but I'm one of the fortunate fans where my team is always in the playoff hunt, so it doesn't really matter to me. Uh, but I can see for small market teams, it, it benefits them um, getting them exposure and, and getting additional money, but it also makes Major League Baseball a ton more money. Uh, makes all the, but that's, a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But the thing that bothers me is that, oh, seven inning double headers. Yes. That's, that's what they agree. I, don't, I don't like those. I don't like seven inning double, double headers. Me neither, but that one was like another one that was just universally agreed on. Like, okay, yeah, we're, we're going to do that again this year. Mm-hmm. I don't like the extra inning rules, and I don't like the the you know uh, the seven inning double headers. Seven innings is not is not a, a full baseball game. It's just like the shortened season. You you're taking away late comebacks. You're taking away. You're shortening the game. It's putting more pressure on on the hitters, which is which in pitchers, which is fine. But it's not a full baseball game. I can see. I get range yeah. shortened games. No, I don't see That's fine. But I don't I don't really care for it. Uh, and starting the extra innings with a runner on second. I don't, it's a softball thing for me. And I played rec league softball and we, we do extra innings where you start with a runner on second. So that's, I don't like, I don't really care for that. It speeds the game up. And why would you want to speed up a game of baseball? If you're, if you're a big fan of the game, you're already watching. You don't care. You don't care that there's more baseball. And I know that they're trying to attract, um, I know that they're trying to attract younger fans and more fans, but I feel like there's got to be a better way to do it than this. Right, but they need to understand it. It's not time of the game that's the problem. It's the, it's the amount of time of action that they need to figure out because there's so much of the game that there's nothing happening. And if mm-hmm. they're going to change that, then they have to look at uh, quite honestly, the shift. They have to get rid of the shift. And they have to get rid of this whole uh, analytics thing that's telling players to go for a home run or nothing. They're tell- you, know, you can't keep teaching players that mm-hmm. strikeouts aren't good for the game because it's not. I guess one, that's a couple of things that uh, – uh, what's his face from uh, the Cubs that are now uh, working with baseball? What's his name? He used to oh, be the GM. Epstein. Epstein, Epstein. Yeah, yeah that's Epstein. one thing he said. Now that's part of his job now with baseball is, is to try to figure out better what, how to make the game better. And he's like, I quite honestly have to undo some of things that I helped create, yeah. uh, like the shift. Mm-hmm. And – that's the problem. It's not the time of the games. And you're right. So the seven inning games. It's, it's the stuff they do during. The seven inning games and the player on second start the over start extra. It's just it makes no sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. And and you're. I, I feel like it. It creates a completely different game than the the one that we've been watching our entire lives. Now, if you want to attract fans, I think. Major League Baseball needs to take a page out of the playbook, broadcast games on kid networks. Yeah, that was that was cool. I I, yeah. I watched a little bit of that playoff game. Watched it. I know you watched Brad and um. You know, it, if you make watching the game fun instead of having because can't relate commentators talking about the they don't they're not going to watch that and if they're waiting for someone to players do is for the fences. And they're going to be sitting around. It's not. It's not exciting for a kid. So you got to make the game interactive. You got to make it. You got to make it. And you got to, the other big thing is you got to let the players express themselves. You know, you got to let them celebrate when they hit a home run. Celebrate when they strike out. 
I yeah. I am guilty of not liking that stuff when it first came out, when when players celebrated with backflips and and exaggerated fist pumps and whatever. You know, I, I didn't really care for that. But after it being around, it makes the game a little more interesting. You want you want kids to to um, pretend they're big ball players. They're gonna mimic and do what they see the players do. So if you see someone doing this bat flip, you know, they're going to, they're going to do it. They're going to copy after their idols and people who they, when I was a kid, I used to, I used to play batting stances. That's just, that's what I did. So, you know, you want the game to grow. You got to make it more relatable and more interesting for, for younger audiences and for people who don't watch the game. My wife does not like baseball at all. I mean, she'll, she'll watch it if I want to watch it, but um, she doesn't go out of her way to watch it. But you gotta, if you want to get someone like that to watch the game, you got to make it interesting in a way that they can look, watch the game. Yankee Chatter is a proud member of the Bigger and Bradder Sports Network. To view previous episodes of Yankee Chatter, check out Bigger and Bradder Sports on YouTube and subscribe. Thank you again for listening to Yankee Chatter, a New York Yankee sportscast.